Stephanie Klein, welcome, and thank you so much for joining our discussion. You are among those drivers who is top of game. You've been at it now for more than 30 years, and among your company, Conway Truckload, you've been there most of that time. And so we wanted to talk with you to get an understanding from an actual driver of how it is to be on the road, what it's like, and those things that impact women specifically. So first, let me ask you, though, um, why did you become a driver? Okay, back in 1980, all women who were on the truck were on a truck with their husband. That's the only way you got on. I did not see any single women drivers. And I married a truck driver when we were dating, amazingly enough, he got through town regularly and as soon as we were married he was gone for like oh a month and it just at 21 it just broke my heart so I asked to get on the truck with him and he said if I was going to get on the truck I was going to learn to drive and I'm grateful for that because the thought of just riding in a cab day after day I just think now of the boredom you know so he did he did teach me to drive um, he knew his craft. He he was um, he knew trucking. Let's just say with the emotional attachment, and he wasn't very patient. I look at young women now going through school, and I think, oh, you are so lucky. <laughs> so you never you know, went to school. I did not. No, back in 1980, they would just put you on the truck, and your husband was allowed to to teach you. And he was a good teacher. He just you know, with the emotional attachment at a tender age of 21, and uh, you know, he, you, if you, if I scared him, he would yell, and I'd start crying. So, <laughs> but I, I look at younger women now, and I'm thinking, boy, you get to go through school. They probably teach you more. They don't yell at you. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's how you. That's how we all got on the road. Oh, okay. Back in back in the early 80s. Well, tell me then, why, why do you still do it? Well, um, we drove team for like 15 years, and that is way too much together time in a very small space for a marriage. When we would come home for time off, we did not want to spend any time together, and we eventually did divorce, but I had 15 years of experience, and at that point, I had fallen in love with trucking, so I just stayed with it, and I was with... CFI, which was an excellent company. Mm -hmm. So I just stayed with it. Okay. And so now it's been how many years? I have been driving 35 years now. Wow. So okay. Well, so then that's a good amount of time on the road. There are a few aspects um, of driving uh, that we want you to help us understand. And they are important to women in any profession. But we wanted to know specifically about the focus on trucking. And those things are safety, uh, health concerns, and work-life balance. So uh, let's talk about safety first. You were Conway's first 3 million safe mile driver. First woman. Yeah. Three first million. woman. Okay. First, first woman, 3 million mile safe driver. Um, what did it take to accomplish this? a lot of patience with the traffic and weather and scheduling it just it takes a lot of attention to detail and a lot of patience okay 
Okay. Now let's talk about the flip side of that safety. Now that you're you're actually on the road, are there other things that uh, being a woman alone on the road that you know uh, come up for you? How do you manage being out late? How do you manage being out overnight if that's you know the case for you? Um, what about in areas that are not well lit? Does it call for some extra precaution? It it does, but I believe I've been doing it so long, it just comes second nature to me. Um, I've never felt unsafe on the road. When I pack my truck up, I am gone for four to five weeks at a time, so I am gone overnight. Um, the truck stops are very well lit and very well maintained these days. Um, but also, I've done some things in my cab where I don't have to go go in at night. You know, I have everything I need in my cab. I have a refrigerator and a microwave and a coffee maker and even a porta potty, so I don't have to go in in the middle of the night. So I do take precautions. Uh, also, if you're going to walk in someplace, don't walk between trucks. You know, just simple things. Mm -hmm. Stay under the light. Stay under the lights. But actually, nothing is ever bad has ever happened to me. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I can't speak to that. But I think I've just been very, very careful. All right, all right. Well, let's switch then to health issues and health concerns. I'm, I'm talking or thinking about. Uh, truck cabs. They're so different today, I would imagine, from the 80s when you were on the road yes. with your husband. And, you know, they're ergonomically designed now to fit the smaller stature of women, things like that. So I'm wondering, tell me a bit about your truck. What what what, what does your truck have in it? Is it ergonomically fitted for you? Or um, just tell me a bit about the truck that you drive. I drive a Kenworth uh, 680, and trucks have been sizing for women for quite a while. Uh, it's been a long time since I drove a truck that was difficult or uncomfortable to drive. And um, so they're just, and on the health aspect of it, they're just so much more reliable with the air conditioning and the heating systems because, you know, you're in 110 degrees one day and then up in 15 below the next. Mm -hmm. And the trucks are very well insulated these days, so you're very comfortable. It's like almost traveling in a small motor home now. Very comfortable. So when you first started driving alone, or, or even with your husband, you tell me the experience. I'm just wondering, did you have to alter the cab at all in any way because it wasn't comfortable to handle the rig, or that's not that's never been the case? You talked about how... Uh, talk about a pillow behind your back to reach the pedals. Yes. <laughs> and they were, they were cab overs, cab over engines. And those were, I mean, they're good for their day, but you got dressed laying down. I mean, that's, there was no stand up room. These trucks. Now we have stand up room. I could even work out. I, I do work out in my truck on the inside. What Not much, but I do. You, so what, do what, what do you do? What are some of those exercises? I can do squats in there. There's just enough room to do squats, uh, jogging in place. In fact, I was backed into a dock in Phoenix, and um, I did not have to physically unload the trailer myself. The guys just said, we'll come get you when you're empty. So I'm up in the cab. I have it set up to where I can watch television and jog in place. They actually came up there to see if I was okay because the cab was moving back and forth. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, I'm just trying to not get thick, you know. <laughs> which, which is one of those concerns or stereotypes about the truck driver, right? About the truck driver and getting older, you know, getting older and, and you know, getting in and out of the trucks. I do the squats because climbing in and out, you want to be able to do that with ease. So uh, just a lot of small things. And I, I can do curls. I have five-pound weights where I can do curls. But if I can watch television while I'm doing it, I am there. So <laughs> anything to distract me from the E word, you know. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, let me ask you then about technology, again, in the cab and, and how um, easy or difficult this has made some things. We've got technology permeating our lives these days. And so, uh, you know, it's been a big change in trucks. Either it's the technology or some device that augments the technology in a truck. How has it been to adapt to these things? Oh, I tell you, it's been, it's been great. Uh, first of all was our onboard communication. And that meant we did not have to find a, a telephone anymore. Mm -hmm. When we were waiting for a load, we would have to get out of the truck, walk into a telephone, or use a payphone that was outside in the cold. We don't have to do that anymore. The, the messages come to us as soon as our company finds a load for us. Then uh, when electronic logs came in, we were a little apprehensive, but after you start using them, you realize what a burden it lifts off of you, the paperwork burden at the end of the day, and, you know, making sure your is accurate. So once in a while, our logs, you know, the Qualcomm will go down, not often, but sometimes it'll go down, and you should hear us cry like little babies to have to fill out a paper lock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just... We just have really become dependent on it. And then the GPSs, I cannot tell you how much that has helped because a lot of times you go into places in the dark or in the fog or, you know, at night and to know that that's your street. Well, maybe the street sign has been knocked down, you know, then you would miss your street completely. So GPSs have been just wonderful. And on our telephones, we use the Google Maps. Because when we get an address for a delivery, they give us the address to the front door, not to the docks. With Google Maps, we can zoom right in. We can see the, um, the actual driveway, if there's a guard shack, you know, if there's parking around there. It has just been wonderful. I mean, we don't go in places blind anymore. Well, just a, that, that must be quite a comfort as well. It is. It's a lot of information out there, a lot of information, and just, and even the weather's, you know, the, the weather, because we can pull up NOAA weather on our phones and see what's happening ahead of us. So it's been great. What, what are some of the other things that you've noticed that have been key to women's well-being, whether in the truck or even at a truck stop? Uh, either way, anything else, you know, over the years, what has some of the evolution been that you think is just, you know, really critical that makes you feel safer? Well, you know, I'm, I can't help but talk about decades ago when the showers were inside the men's room. When I did occasionally drive by myself when I was married um, and I wanted to shower, I had to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning where they would close the men's room for me. Now all of the showers are private. They are tiled. They are clean. 
it is luxurious, just absolutely luxurious. So that is something that we really appreciate. They even put flowers in there sometimes. You can't tell me women didn't, you know, influence that. <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely. A little, a little basket of potpourri or a little vase of silk flowers. You, you know that's for us. Exactly. So. <laughs> you know, the right touch goes a long way, doesn't it? It does. It lifts the burden of the day off of your shoulders, you know, just a little bit of luxury. And that they found that out and they, they try to cater to us. Great. All right. Well, regarding um, work-life balance, let me ask you, um, you know, that's long a concern. It's a concern for uh, women, but also, I believe, a concern for men who want to catch kids' games and, and things like that. But, you know, it's an extra, uh, I think, uh, uh, interest or concern for women because women tend to be primary caretakers of their families. And so yeah. th that makes, you know, th that just raises the question is how much of a concern uh, is work-life balance for women truck drivers? Um, or was that challenge already expected just because of what the industry involves? It was very difficult before the new technology came along. Um, my, I can only speak to my example. I am remarried to a driver. We drive for Conway Truckload. We do not drive together. We want this marriage to last a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but occasionally, you know, it never fails. The woman runs the household. So if he gets home a few days before me, bless his little heart, he just lets me send, send him chores and then with technology, he sends me a picture of the completed chore. <laughs> it's, I appreciate everything he does, but but it's always been very very difficult to you know do that work life balance because we are we are gone so much. There are other driving jobs that you could be home, say weekly or even every other night, you know. But I choose to stay out four to five weeks because that's what I enjoy, and we've we pretty much got the balance down. So, so then how do you cope with the pressure and maybe even the disappointment of missing key family events or events that are key to dear friends? You know, you have to miss them. You're gone five, six weeks at a time. How is that at all? Yes. How do you, I mean, do you ever feel bad or you just say, Hey, this is a life that I have. And you know, you have my best wishes. Well, everybody understands this is the life I have, and it was very difficult at first, you know, very difficult. I remember leaving town, I was heading away from home, and I was missing someone's important birthday, and I think I was crying, but, you know, it's just that choice of this is what I do, and if I didn't drive, what else would I do? And so... It's getting easier as I get older because I have more vacation time now. So I can, I can come in and make a few of those things now. There you go. And you, or you tell people, hey, schedule it at this time because I'll be off the road. <laughs> well, exactly. And I always save two weeks for Christmas, a two weeks vacation for Christmas because I bake 160 dozen cookies. Wow. Yes. And everyone has come to depend on them. You'd think no one else in Southwest Missouri had an oven. But I, do. I love doing it. My husband helps me deliver them. And it's just the, 
sharing the joy of Christmas. Well, I mean, that's a lot of cookies. Are these uh, people on your route that you're taking things back to? Or this is, you know, all throughout your neighborhood? Are you making a, an amends with your cookies? I take them to our tractor shop because those guys are so good to me. You know, I come in and I say, something's broken. <laughs> they never make fun of me. Uh, just people over at Conway Truckload that work really hard all year long. And you just want to show your appreciation because it's really teamwork. We don't get up and down those roads by ourselves as drivers. You know, we have the mechanics doing the maintenance for us. We have our, you know, load planners, you know, booking loads. We have our dispatcher taking care of us. It's just a small way to show our appreciation to them. So uh, it's that and my family. So family and friends. Okay, okay. So, so given your skill, and given your experience, I mean, three million safe miles is nothing to sneeze at. Have you ever considered then coming off the road and joining management in any way? No, I never have. I just, I still love driving. So it's never crossed my mind. Tell me what you like about it. Is it the open road? Is it, you like being behind the wheel? What do you like? What do you, what, what keeps you out there? One, it's a feeling of power. It's a feeling of accomplishment every time you deliver a load. I like working by myself. Yes, I have to do everything, but everything's done right, by golly. So, you know, if that, you know, I never go into a customer with a dirty trailer. Sometimes it's difficult, you know, getting everything done, but, you know, you just keep your, just keep. Let me start over on that one. <laughs> it's, it's a instant gratification. I deliver a load every two to three days, and no matter what is happening in my life or that customer's life, I show up on that dock with a smile, with a clean trailer, and I'm appreciated. So that's what keeps me coming back is the appreciation and the instant gratification of delivering every load safely and on time. Okay. Okay. Well, um, this has been wonderful. Uh, I cannot let you go though, without asking <laughs> you about your buddy. Uh, you're driving solo, not with your husband, but you do have Fred, your 15 year old Tomcat with you. So I have Fred. tell yes. me how Fred became your comrade. Well, he was uh, abandoned. You know, most cats that I've had have been what we call dumpies, and uh, I don't like that at all. And so he was a little dumped kitty and really, really tiny. And I just put him on the truck, and he just took to it like that. And it's actually good because when I'm just talking to casual drivers at a truck stop, they say, are you driving that truck alone? And I go, oh, no. Fred's in the sleeper, and they assume Fred's my husband, so fine with me, you know, that's, that's fine, that's one of the safety things you do, keep your sleeper curtains shut, and say, oh no, Fred's in there, I'm not alone, <laughs> so, that's fantastic, so, so he's been a good little co-driver, I, I believe with 15 years, he's at 2 million miles now, wow, that's outstanding, well, um, I want to say thank you again on behalf of Transport Topics. It's been wonderful to speak with you, and I wish you continued success.
Well, I thank you. And I do have to thank Conway Truckload and the America's Road team. Just they've given me so many wonderful opportunities that have led to this interview. So, and then it, it also led to being on the Women in Trucking Image team. So you do one thing and more doors open. Thank you again. Have a great day. Thank, thank you, Lori. It has been a pleasure. I look forward to meeting you the next time you're here or we're in the same space. That would be wonderful.